Brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and even foes in the family. And to the standing between the living and the dead, prayer, devotional, memorial, family, and evangelistic service. Uh, family members, my beloved. Uh, this is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International, with the Scripture and the Sense podcast number 1000. I know that my son Daniel Ezekiel, my youngest son, has a big smile on his face for he has produced most of these episodes episode number 1000 episode number 1000 and so I thank the Lord for his hard work and his efforts and uh, I thank the Lord for allowing us to reach this amazing milestone uh, 1,000 Bible studies and Bible lessons. Uh, I believe from Jeremiah to Malachi, now we're in Matthew, by the grace of God. <clears throat> and who knows, if the Lord tarries His coming and we live, God may allow me to do the whole Bible this way. Uh, but we give him the glory, praise, and honor for allowing us to come this far by faith. And I thank the Lord for all of my children helping, uh, supporting uh, uh, the ministry. But on this one, this particular podcast, uh, which I do believe, if I'm not mistaken, Daniel uh, the fourth, my oldest son, uh, helped start. He, he, he helped start it, but my youngest son did most of these. Uh, no doubt over 900 of these thousands. And so I thank the Lord for my children helping me in the ministry. And, uh, and uh, he has always been faithful. And uh, uh, I just give God the praise. Number 1000, by the grace of God, where I read the word of God, and give the sense of it based on an authoritative commentary source such as the Bible knowledge commentary or 
the Matthew Henry commentary, uh, or the Life Study Bible, or other study Bibles. And so, dear friends, this podcast is based upon Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 8, where it says, Ezra and the Levites read in the book in the law of God distinctly and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. And so, ladies and gentlemen, the aim of this podcast is that through the simple reading of the Word of God and the giving of the sense of it, it is my humble prayer that the church would be revived and that the world would be awakened and saved from the wrath of God, for the wrath of God is coming, and to be saved from the eternal burning hell by believing in the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who suffered, who bled, and who died for our sins, was buried, and rose from the dead by the power of God. Beloved, we are reading Matthew chapter 1, verse 1, the book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. And so, dear friends, that I just read in your hearing is Matthew chapter 1, verse 1. Now, here is the sense of it. Here is the understanding of it. And tonight we're using the Faith Life Study Bible. I said Life Study Bible earlier. It's the Faith Life Study Bible, which we have used, I believe. Daniel Ezekiel, please correct me if I'm wrong. We have used for every introduction to every book that we have done. Uh, count how many books that is from the book of Jeremiah. Uh, get your Bible and count how many books that is from the book of Jeremiah through Malachi. We're counting the books. that we have done so far and it's been an, been an amazing journey a blessed journey I learned so much myself and uh, it has um, enhanced my preaching what we have done here uh, let's give me an estimate now 15 Okay, 16 altogether? Okay. My wife says it's 16. I'll have my son Daniel Ezekiel to verify that. Another way, the Faith Life Study Bible says, another way to organize Matthew's Gospel is to structure it around significant turning points in Jesus' ministry. <coughs> One of the things that fascinated me in my early Christian 
years you know back in those days Christian bookstores were the thing once you got born again saved it was how theologians were able to di- <clears throat> dissect the word and and organize it as as this writer is talking about and uh, even uh, use a graph uh, and and diagram it uh, I learned about diagramming really I should have learned it earlier but I learned it uh, in my first year at Baptist University of America in Atlanta Georgia um, a, a little lady uh, couldn't have weighed no more than 95 pounds and she did not play you you better learn to diagram these sentences or you're gonna fail that's what she told me and she didn't care about me being a man and towering over her and probably just about her age uh, maybe a little bit uh, younger and she did not play buddy and um, so diagramming I learned about that and so there, there are theologians who can diagram passages diagram books and they, they, they get into it and uh, it fascinated me when I was a young Christian but uh, anyway these turning points are marked by a transition in the aspect or location of Jesus' ministry the first section describes the time before Jesus' public ministry including his family history and early childhood his baptism and his temptation by the devil turning points in the life of Jesus Christ the second section which details Jesus's public ministry in Galilee particularly focuses on his miracles teachings and conflicts with religious leaders the last section tells of the rejection and suffering of Jesus in Jerusalem and concludes with his crucifixion, resurrection, and ascension. Outline, prelude to Jesus' ministry, 1-1 through 4-16. Jesus' ministry in Galilee, 4-17 through 16-20. Jesus in Jerusalem 1621 through 2820 themes one of Matthew's primary goals is to show that Jesus is the Messiah the fulfillment of Jewish hopes for redemption and for salvation the book is filled with references to the Old Testament most of which are quoted by Jesus himself while some passages such as 10 5 through 6 and 15 24 seem to indicate that Jesus was sent only to the Jews 
the gospel as a whole portrays him as the savior of the entire world. That is 8, 5 through 13, 12, 21. Matthew emphasizes that the kingdom of heaven has arrived with Jesus, but, but at the same time the kingdom has not yet come in its fullness. That will happen with Jesus' return. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you, Lord, for your holy word and your Holy Spirit. I pray that you will help us to understand your holy word, help us to comprehend your holy word, help us to love and to obey your holy word, and to share it with others, disciple other people with it, and to preach your holy gospel from it. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and forsake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the Scripture and the Sense podcast. Please remember to read the Word of God, the Holy Bible, each and every day of your life and pray without ceasing to God about everything and for wisdom to understand His Word and apply it to your life. Most importantly, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou, you, shalt be saved. Please stay tuned for a complete presentation of the Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ so that you can get your soul saved from hell to that wonderful place called heaven when you die. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Now, dear friends, if you're with us today and you do not know our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, allow me to show you how you can place your faith and trust in Him, Jesus Christ, for your soul's salvation from sin and hell. First, accept the fact that you are a sinner and that you have broken God's laws. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We all have failed God. We're all guilty before God. You do not have the right to look down your nose at others. You're just as wicked as others. Second, Accept the fact that there is a penalty, there is a punishment for sin always. You will be paid for your sins one day. The Bible says in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death. Our payday someday is death to these beautiful bodies. Death to so many things before you die. Death to marriages. Death to relationships. Uh death to material things you will experience a thousand deaths before you die because of sin but ultimately you will die physically your body will be put in a cold dark grave and that ought to be frightening because it is frightening but more frightening is that your soul if it dies without Christ will go to a burning hell to spend eternity in a dark place even though there's fire. You say, Preacher, I don't believe that a loving God would put people in the hell where Jesus Christ, the loving and lowly one, preached more on hell than he did about heaven. Jesus Christ, the loving one and the lowly one, 
preached more on hell than any prophet in the Bible. He said in Matthew chapter 10, verse 28, And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Also the Bible says in Revelation 21, 8, But the fearful and unbelieving, and the abominable, and murderers, and whoremongers, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars, shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Whatever you do, don't experience the second death, because it's bad news. Hell is bad news, but I have good news for you. You don't have to go to hell. Jesus suffered and bled and died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose again on the third day, and he said these words to you before he left here. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, that is, perish in hell, but have everlasting life. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou you shalt be saved. Pray and ask Jesus Christ to save your soul and to come into your heart and change your life. He will do it. Romans 10, 9 and 13 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shalt be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. If you believe... In the Lord Jesus Christ, that he suffered and bled and died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose again. And you're ready to trust him as your Savior. Pray and ask him to save you, and he will. I'll be glad to lead you in prayer in what is called the sinner's prayer or the prayer of salvation. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I acknowledge that I am a sinner, and that I have done evil in your sight. I am guilty because I have broken your Ten Commandments, your law. I've taken your holy name in vain. I've dishonored and disobeyed and disrespected my own parents. I have lied many times before. I have lusted after people and things and what others have. I've stolen things before. Uh, so Lord, that's five to six commandments I've already broken out of your Ten Commandments. And so please have mercy and grace upon me. For your Holy Son's sake, Jesus Christ, please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe with all of my heart the best way that I know how. In the Lord Jesus Christ. That he suffered and he bled and he died on the cross for my sins. Was buried and rose again. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and save my soul. And change my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to repent of my sins past.
and help me to turn from my evil ways. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart on the Lord Jesus Christ, that he died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day, allow me to say to you, dear friend, congratulations on doing the most important thing in life. And that is trusting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, please go to GospelLightSociety.com and read my pamphlet titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Dear friend, if you trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today, please email me at dw3 at gospelightsociety.com and let us know. We have some free material that we want to send you. If you have a prayer request, please email that to us as well, and we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Until next time, my beloved, God loves you. We love you. And may God bless you real good until next time. Now, I may be traveling here over the next few days, and uh, but I will resume preaching as soon as I get back. And I will do some preaching while I'm on the road. So thank you so much for your prayers. Please continue to pray for us, and we will continue to pray for you. God bless you. Until next time. <laughs>